This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called Sisterhood. Our topic for today is Sisters in Sisterhood. Today we'll be seeing the story of the two prostitutes in 1 Kings. How they were sisters in the beginning. They lived together. They conversed as sisters. They shared their grievances with one another. They shared their happy moments with one another. They shared their pregnancies together. They were indeed sisters. And in this series, we'll be learning more about these two sisters and looking at them and comparing them to the women in the body of the church. Sisters. I'm calling you sisters because you are indeed my sisters. Every single woman in Christ church is a sister to another woman in Christ church. We are all sisters. Do not despise your sister. Share your thoughts with her. Share your grievances with her. Share your happiness with her. Share your joy with her. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this great privilege, Lord, to start this new series. Do for us what you can do. Speak our ears might hear you in Jesus name. Amen. I want to welcome you to this new series. I trust the Lord has been faithful to you. I am praying that as we enter into this new series, the Lord himself will speak to your heart. We are starting this series titled Sisterhood and I am praying that the Lord will help us to see the gift of sisterhood in the body of Christ. You can listen to our broadcast on our website on Podbean. If you search for Podbean on your Google Play or App Store, download Podbean and then search for Women in Revival on Podbean. Subscribe to us, then it will automatically send you all of our new broadcasts. And you can also listen to our broadcast on our app, Women in Revival app. You can download it on Google Play. Go on your Google Play and search for Women in Reviver. So after download, you should be able to get our broadcast free. You can also listen to us on YouTube, search for Transform Our Heart. You can listen to us on our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesham.christianladies.co.uk, which will bring you to Oak of Righteousness website. I am praying that the Lord will challenge your heart as we journey through this series, that the Lord will help you to see what he has called you into as part of his body. I know there are many things going on in the church that makes it look as if we cannot engage one another, particularly as sisters in the church. Is that God's will? No. So let us enjoy this series together, Sisterhood. Feel free to share our broadcast, send to your loved ones, and also you can download some of our podcasts on our website, maybe for a group study, and if you have a need of a booklet that goes with a particular one, let us know. Our journey through the valley is available. We have the booklet, the Bible study booklet, and also the companion book, and then obviously accompanied with the audio itself online. 
do contact us and let us see how we can help you to run it amongst group you can actually do it with your even your daughter or whoever so do contact us and we see how we can offer whatever help you want us to offer amen so today on this new series sisterhood i want us to look at sisters in sisterhood sisters in sisterhood two sisters in sisterhood i wonder where we have put god's gift of sisterhood into where have we dropped it god gave us the gift of one another in the body but unfortunately many many women are living as if they are living in an island many women are on their own many women are in the church but they are lonely it ought not to be so so i am praying that the lord himself will challenge your heart as we go through this series we'll be taking our reading from the book of first kings chapter 3 verse 16 to 27 so we'll be settling in these few verses if the lord helps us we might look into other verses but our focus will be from these verses it is a very common story that you might have heard also so let us go to the book of first kings chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 and I will be reading from the King James Version. If you are in a position to read your Bible, will you open your Bible even as we read together? Then came there two women that were halots unto the king and stood before him. And the woman said, O oh my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass a third day, after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also, and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night, but because she overlaid it, and she arose at midnight, and took my son from beside me, while thine handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom and when i rose in the morning to give my child suck behold it was dead but when i had considered it in the morning behold it was not my son which i did bear and the other woman said nay but the living is my son and the dead is thy son and this said no but the dead is thy son and the living is my son. Does he speak before the king? Then said the king, The one saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman, whose the living child was unto the king for her bowels yearned upon her son and she said oh my lord give her the living child and in no wise slay it but the other said let it be neither mine nor thine but divide it verse 27 then the king answered and said give her the living child and in no wise lay it 
She is the mother thereof. May the Lord bless the reading of his word even as we consider it together during this series. This scripture is the story of when King Solomon, the son of David, received special gift from God. God having come to him in a dream that, what do you want from me? What do you want me to give you? Just ask. And the King Solomon asked the Lord for wisdom. And here now, we now see the story of how God helped Solomon to make a wise judgment concerning these women. Now, we are actually not focusing on Solomon nor his wisdom, but we want to look at these two sisters in sisterhood. Sisters within sisterhood is what we are considering today. So, from the entire scripture that I have read, as I focus today on verse 16 and 18, first we are seeing the introduction of two women. These were two women in sisterhood two women in the same neighborhood they lived in the same house they lived in the same hive they lived in the hive together they practiced same trade they were both prostitutes they both got pregnant they both had money sickness you can think of all that comes with pregnancy they both you know had similar experiences they both went to antenatal they both do life together they would have both discussed their pregnancy and how it was doing them, you know. They would have both looked forward to the birth of their babies. Two sisters in sisterhood. These two women had common interest. They both live within a community. They both had the same experience of life. And the time came these two women gave birth to their babies their babies were three days older than each other that means these sisters would have celebrated and you know congratulated each other they were actually together after the birth of their babies you know one gave birth today another one in three days time so they both looked forward to welcoming even their babies they would have said, oh, congrats, dear, congrats, 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 yeah. So there was a time when they celebrated the gift of God unto each and every one of them. And these sisters continued in sisterhood. You know, after all, they were both blessed, isn't it? They both had babies. So I am saying that it is so easy to celebrate and live together in harmony if everybody has something to say. If everybody has something to contribute, if everybody has something to bring, it's easy to kind of be in unity. Meanwhile, it ought not to be so. What unifies us must not be what we have or what we do have. It ought to be Christ that should bind our hearts together. So between that verse 16 and verse 18 that we read, we are seeing the life of these women. And as you look at their story, I think for me, it paints for me the state of the church of today. Many of our local congregations are going through challenge because of the role of women in the church. The church seems like we do and I do. Sacrificial living seems not to be there anymore in the church. 
sacrificing time and even resources for one another seems not to be there. If you don't offer me something, I'm not going to offer you something. So we see these two women, they rejoice with one another. They were best offered as long as both of them have something to show for it. Agape love seems to be missing in the church. So as we look at the story of these two women, the Bible says, Then came there two women, they were harlots. They came to the king. They brought their matter before the king. So what am I saying again from the story of these two women? They lived together in the same home. There were no stranger with them. And I think this kind of tell me the type of closeness this woman had. They discussed together, like I said, they would have discussed even about their babies when they were born. One would have said, oh, my baby had colic, my baby had this, oh, my baby cried overnight, my baby did this. They would have discussed, you know, motherhood together. They would have discussed their baby's growth. They would have discussed their baby mannerism. They were sisters indeed, as long as both of them had something to celebrate. There was no division as long as they each had something to call mine. As long as they had something to be owed, there was peace in sisterhood. Bitterness seems to have no root as long as both of them were productive in their field. As long as this has a baby and that one has a baby, there was peace within the hive. And it seems to me that true love is fully seen when one person has and the other has. It seems to me that the lack in a sister's life causes sisterhood to be trampled in a way. When somebody have and the other person do not have is when you begin to see jealousy. That's when you begin to see envy. That's when you begin to see competition amongst women. And even when you read, for example, the book of Acts, I think chapter 6, when there was great increase of disciples in those days, you will notice that the Grecian Jews, there was a murmuring in their hearts against the Jew Jews. Why? Because the Jews were getting and the Grecians were not receiving food. So when there is a lack from a particular sister and another one has it seems that begins the beginning of trouble and i am throwing a question at myself and at yourself is my love is your love for your sister conditional do you do things for your sister because they do for you do you call up the sister in your fellowship the lady in your church because they call you or do you call them because you just want to hear their voices? Do you love because what somebody did to you or for you was so wonderful? Do you as a believing woman love the unbeliever who do not even believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that you claimed you have? Or do you desire to reach out to them or do you despise them? How do you see people of lesser faith, lesser growth in the work of God? Do you despise them or do you defer to them? 
How do you see that woman in your church? How do you see that lady that seems undernourished, whether spiritually or physically, in your church? Are you part of a clique in your local church or are you a friend of all? Why cliques? Why groups that hardly relate with one another in the church? Why are we women in our churches not sharing our pains, our sorrows, our challenges, our difficulties, our failures, our affliction, our success? Why are we not sharing these things with one another? Why are we distanced from one another? Why are we not willing to travel miles to behold one another's face, to hear one another's voice? Why should we only relate because we are from the same cultural background or the same career or the same class or whatsoever? Why are we women putting a caste amongst one another in the church? Is Christ's blood not thicker than our earthly blood? Is Christ's blood not thicker enough to bind us? Is Christ's blood not thicker enough to make us one? The book of Psalms 133, even as I round to this episode, says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the bird, even Aaron's bird, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Ammon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Do you want to see blessing in the church? God says, unite with your sister. Is there somebody in your church that you used to be very close before, but due to a lack or due to a particular provision, your relationship is strained. God says, I want to see sisterhood restore back even into the church. For it is good, it is pleasant when women dwell together in unity. When we do so, there is a kind of precious ointment that rub upon our minds, that rub upon our affliction, where we are able to bear one another's affliction. And I am praying that the Lord will awake you to brotherly love, to sisterly love, even in the body of Christ. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started a series called Sisterhood. Our topic for today is And the night crept in. The night crept in for these two women. The night is a time when thieves go about, when things are hidden. The night is a time of darkness. And in this night, another, one of the sisters slept on her baby. And as she slept on her baby, she woke up and saw that her baby was dead. And she now took the other one's baby and put it in her bosom and put the dead one in the other one's place. Sisters, what are you hiding from your sisters in the faith? 
as sisters in the faith we must share everything with one another we must not keep anything hidden we must share our troubles not only the good things that happen to us but the troubles that happen to us yes she shared the fact that she was pregnant but she didn't share the troubles with her sister instead she hid it sisters Do not hide your troubles, but share them with your sisters so they can help you along in this journey that God has put you through. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further in this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for seeking to restore back into the midst of we your women in your church the gift of sisterhood thank you for this series thank you lord for what you and you alone will do for us thank you for the many in your church whose relationship seems to be strained thank you for you will bring healing even unto such relationship thank you father god in jesus name Amen. Thank you once again for still joining us on this broadcast. We are still on the series, Sisterhood. Last time we saw the Lord sharing with us two sisters in Sisterhood. And the story of these sisters could be your story. And God is saying, let's journey along in this series and see the outcome of what God will do with your life and with mine. I want to encourage you to share our broadcast with your loved ones. Download our app, Women in Revival app on Google Play. You can also listen to us on Podbean. If you download Podbean on Google Play or App Store, search for Women in Revival. Amen. And you can also go to our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesamchristianladies.co.uk go on our contact us page if you have any need to contact us for counseling prayer feedback whatsoever just go on our website and we'll be more than happy to respond to your email amen you can also contact us via whatsapp or give us a call on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five so as we move on on this series sisterhood let us go and see what the lord will be sharing with us today we saw two sisters last time within sisterhood we saw how they both live together in unity in happiness because both of them have something to show so we are going to look what becomes of this sisterhood let us go back to the book of first kings chapter 3 and today we are reading verses 19 and 20. 1 Kings 3 verses 19 and 20. And I read again from the King James Version. If you have your Bible, do grab your Bible, either your paper Bible or your Bible on your phone, your Bible on your iPad. Let us read together. I believe God will open your eyes beyond what I wish say or share as we read together. 1 Kings 3 19 to 26. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it and she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom this is the word of the lord and thanks be to god 
So let us see what the Lord will be sharing with us again, even as we consider and the night crept in. We saw these two sisters who had wonderful relationship. They were both birds of the same feathers that flocked together. They were both prostitutes by profession. They were both living in the same house. They both got pregnant. They both had a baby. They both experienced the money sickness and what have you. They both rejoiced with one another. And now we want to see that the night crept in into sisterhood. So from the scripture that I have read, we saw that one of this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. I want us to first look, what is the night? The night is the time of reduced activity. It is the time when we become vulnerable. It is the time when we become so tired and we sleep off. Psalms 104 verse 20 talks of the beast of the forest creeping forth in the night. So in the night, things creeps. So night crept into this sisterhood that we are looking at in 1 Kings chapter 3. One of the ladies that lived together, that dwelt together, that related together, and one of the sister's child died in the night. The child she carried for nine months in her tummy, the child that was like a reward of all her money sickness, the child that reminds her of those sufferings seems to now die in the night. And you know, that which caused her to have good reason to chat with her fellow sister in sisterhood has now slipped out of her hand. You know, she seems to be saying, how can I ever live happily ever after within this sisterhood? How can I endure the other lady nursing her child while I have none to nurse? Why did my child die and hers is alive? No, this is not fair. If life is miserable for me, I'm going to make life miserable for her also. Night crept in into sisterhood. This woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. So why did the child die? The woman overlaid it. This woman's child died in the night due to her overlaying, due to her oversleeping. She overlaid on her own child. Perhaps she usually oversleep. I don't know. Or maybe there were issues underlying her overlaying her child. Maybe she was suffering depression. We don't know what was going on within this woman's life. Whatsoever was happening in her life, she could not, she would not communicate with other sister in the sisterhood. So she abode her pain. She abode whatsoever her symptoms, her problems were that caused her to oversleep and overlaid her son. She kept her trouble to herself, even though she was in sisterhood. And does this not display the state of we women in the church? We are in the church. We can't really commune with one another. Women find it easy to call prayer houses, you know, to go prayer houses. Women find it difficult to confide in people outside their church than those within their church. Why? Could it be because some women are very lousy? 
So I don't know the state of this woman whose child died in the night. But one thing that is very clear is that she overlaid her child. Maybe she had a sleeping disorder. I don't know. But one thing I can see over and over again is that she overlaid her child. And I believe that she must have really overlaid the child indeed for the baby to die. You know, that means she, I don't know how to really put this across. She really overslept and rolled over the baby. I don't know what type of sleep a woman would sleep that can actually kill a baby. This is not caught death. No, this is a baby that was sleeping probably by her side. So she must be a deep sleeper indeed. She must have sunk into a deep sleep which caused her her only baby boy. And while her oversleeping has brought a kind of consequence upon her, let us see what was her action. In verse 19 again, so this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. Verse 20, and she arose at midnight. So when she arose at midnight, she took my son from beside me, wide and handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. So what are we saying? Sisterhood that used to be peaceful, sisterhood that we used to church together, talk together. Now, calamity has befallen a sister in sisterhood. She could not confide in her fellow sister. She could not confide in her fellow sister. So her action was that she got up in the night and decided to creep gently into the fellow sister's room, pick up the sister's baby and put her own dead child even upon the other sister's bosom. And I think as I'm talking about this, I am seeing the same problem that actually they were both suffering the same problem. Maybe because you're in it. I don't know why. I don't know. So her action when she saw the result of her oversleeping was that she arose. What did she arose to? Was it to confide in her sister? Was it to discuss her problem? No. Was it to seek for help? No. Was it to be sincere with her problem? No. A problem of oversleeping. Did you see that the same problem was the problem of the other woman. Because for a woman to come into your room, pick your baby by your side, take your baby off you, put another baby on your bosom, and you did not know. That tells me that even the other woman was also suffering from the same trouble that this woman suffered from. If only they discussed their trouble together. So we can see that they both have a common problem of oversleeping so she arose to take that which was not hers within sisterhood wow so i am asking why the jealousy why the backstabbing in christian fellowship why the backbiting about one another within sisterhood is this why christ died that we continued in sin the bible says no god forbid God forbid, you know, true and genuine sisterhood seems to be scarce in the church of today. 
one sister is unable to open up to another one one sister is unable to share her pain her struggles one is unable to we i think actually we find it easy to talk about our success together but not our failure meanwhile there is the need to edify to help one another even with our failures oh lord revive us your women again restore through sisterhood back even to your church this particular woman arose to do an exchange oh she arose to a crooked way of living she arose to do that which was not acceptable before god she arose to make life miserable for her fellow sister the book of psalms 52 verses 2 and 3 says the tongue devised mischiefs like a sharp razor walking deceitfully there is deceit in the church of today women are becoming promiscuous women are snatching and taking and sleeping with one another's husband in the church we have become deceitful vestry says thou lovest evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness we are unable to speak righteousness to one another in the church and god says i want to restore my gift of sisterhood back to the church the revival that we are crying for must begin from me and from you how do we cry for revival in the church if we are not at peace with one another if we are not open and transparent with one another that same book of psalm chapter 53 verses 2 and 3 also says god looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand that did seek god beloved god is looking down into your congregation god is looking into your denomination god is looking into your local church to see is there a woman that understand how god works that understand the kingdom lifestyle that understand sisterhood is there any woman that is seeking god bevestry says every one of them is gone back they are all together become filthy there is none that do have good no not one i am praying that the lord will challenge your heart it will cause you to see the need to beg god to help you so that you might be a genuine sister within sisterhood the woman whose baby died in the night due to her oversleeping arose and exchanged her dead baby with the living one and may i say to you maybe you are like that woman maybe there are so many things you are trying to hide you are trying to keep away maybe for you your makeup your mascara dotting your cheek here dotting your cheek there is a kind of way to hide your pain to hide your sorrow to hide your self what god says you cannot hide your state from me 
you may hide from your fellow sisters in the church, but you cannot hide it from me. You may exchange your present misery with your many costumes and your many makeups and cosmetics. You may exchange your present predicament, your inner struggle, your inner hunger, your inner quest for shopping and overworking. God says, you cannot hide it from me. You may cover up your bitterness, your anger, your dissatisfaction with all sorts of things. Maybe with food, maybe with work, maybe you have eaten and eaten and unfortunately you are becoming obese. God says, I see and I know you cannot hide it from me. And God says, do you know, I still have good daughters in the church. There are still sisters within the church whom you can confide in, whom you can speak to. There are still sisters in the sisterhood whom you can identify with. Don't suffer in silence. Don't keep your trouble, your predicament to yourself. Speak out. Seek for help. Don't seek to do tit for tat. Seek for help. Find someone to confide in. Feel free to give us a call. If you have something that is bothering your heart, why not give us a call? Why not send us an email? Why not WhatsApp all on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five? And we trust God to help us. Don't allow this night that has crept into your life to cripple your life. For weeping may endure in the night. Joy comes in the morning. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called Sisterhood. Our topic for today is Sisters in Sisterhood. Today we'll be seeing the story of the two prostitutes in 1 Kings. How they were sisters in the beginning. They lived together. They conversed as sisters. They shared their grievances with one another. They shared their happy moments with one another. They shared their pregnancies together. They were indeed sisters. And in this series, we will be learning more about these two sisters and looking at them and comparing them to the women in the body of the church. Sisters. I'm calling you sisters because you are indeed my sisters. Every single woman in Christ church is a sister to another woman in Christ church. We are all sisters. Do not despise your sister. Share your thoughts with her. Share your grievances with her. Share your happiness with her. Share your joy with her. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this great privilege, Lord, to start this new series. Do for us what you can do. Speak that our ears might hear you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. I want to welcome you to this new series. I trust the Lord has been faithful to you. I am praying that as we enter into this new series, the Lord himself will speak to your heart. We are starting this series titled Sisterhood. And I am praying that the Lord will help us to see the gift of sisterhood in the body of Christ. You can listen to our broadcast on our website on Podbean. If you search for Podbean on your Google Play or App Store, download Podbean and then search for Women in Revival on Podbean. Subscribe to us, then it will automatically send you all of our new broadcasts. And you can also listen to our broadcast on our app, Women in Revival app. You can download it on Google Play. Go on your Google Play and search for Women in Revival. So after download, you should be able to get our broadcast free. You can also listen to us on YouTube, search for Transform Our Heart. You can listen to us on our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesharmchristianladies.co.uk which will bring you to Oak of Righteousness website. I am praying that the Lord will challenge your heart as we journey through this series, that the Lord will help you to see what he has called you into as part of his body. I know there are many things going on in the church that makes it look as if we cannot engage one another, particularly as sisters in the church. Is that God's will? No. So let us enjoy this series together, Sisterhood. Feel free to share our broadcast, send to your loved ones. And also, you can download some of our podcasts on our website, maybe for a group study. And if you have a need of a booklet that goes with a particular one, let us know. Our journey through the valley is available. We have the booklet, the Bible study booklet, and also the companion book. And then, obviously, accompanied with the audio itself online do contact us and let us see how we can help you to run it amongst group you can actually do it with your even your daughter or whoever so do contact us and we see how we can offer whatever help you want us to offer amen so today on this new series sisterhood i want us to look at sisters in sisterhood Sisters in sisterhood. Two sisters in sisterhood. I wonder where we have put God's gift of sisterhood into. Where have we dropped it? God gave us the gift of one another in the body. But unfortunately, many, many women are living as if they are living in an island. Many women are on their own. Many women are in the church, but they are lonely. It ought not to be so. So I am praying that the Lord himself will challenge your heart as we go through this series. We will be taking our reading from the book of 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 16 to 27. So we will be settling in these few verses. If the Lord helps us, we might look into other verses, but our focus will be from these verses. It is a very common story that you might have heard also. So let us go to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. 
and I will be reading from the King James Version. If you are in a position to read your Bible, will you open your Bible even as we read together? Then came there two women that were halots unto the king and stood before him. And the woman said, O oh my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also, and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night, but because she overlaid it, and she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me, while thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And they said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Does they speak before the king? Then said the king, The one saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two. And give half to the one and half to the other. Then spake the woman, Whose the living child was unto the king. For Abawel's yearned upon her son. And she said, O oh my lord, give her the living child. And in no wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Verse 27. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise lay it. She is the mother thereof. May the Lord bless the reading of his word, even as we consider it together during this series. This scripture is the story of when King Solomon, the son of David, received special gift from God. God, having come to him in a dream that, what do you want from me? What do you want me to give you? Just ask. And the King Solomon asked the Lord for wisdom. And here now, we now see the story of how God helped Solomon to make a wise judgment concerning these women. Now, we are actually not focusing on Solomon, nor his wisdom, but we want to look at these two sisters in sisterhood. Sisters within sisterhood is what we are considering today. So, from the entire scripture that I've read, as I focus today on verse 16 and 18, first, we are seeing the introduction of two women. These were two women in sisterhood two women in the same neighborhood they lived in the same house they lived in the same hive they lived in the hive together they practiced same trade they were both prostitutes they both got pregnant they both had money sickness you can think of all that comes with pregnancy 
they both you know had similar experiences they both went to antenata they both do life together they would have both discussed their pregnancy and how it was doing them you know they would have both looked forward to the birth of their babies two sisters in sisterhood these two women had common interest they both live within a community they both had the same experience of life and the time came these two women gave birth to their babies their babies were three days older than each other that means these sisters would have celebrated and you know congratulated each other they were actually together after the birth of their babies you know one gave birth today another one in three days time so they both looked forward to welcoming even their babies they would have said oh congrats dear congrats 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 yeah. so there was a time when they celebrated the gift of god unto each and every one of them and these sisters continued in sisterhood you know after all they were both blessed isn't it they both had babies so i am saying that it is so easy to celebrate and live together in harmony if everybody has something to say if everybody has something to contribute if everybody has something to bring it's easy to kind of be in unity meanwhile it ought not to be so what unifies us must not be what we have or what we do have it ought to be christ that should bind our hearts together so between that verse 16 and verse 18 that we read we are seeing the life of these women and as you look at their story, I think for me, it paints for me the state of the church of today. Many of our local congregations are going through challenge because of the role of women in the church. The church seems like we do and I do. Sacrificial living seems not to be there anymore in the church. Sacrificing time and even resources for one another seems not to be there if you don't offer me something i'm not going to offer you something so we see these two women they rejoice with one another they were best offered as long as both of them have something to show for it agape love seems to be missing in the church so as we look at the story of these two women the bible says then came there two women they were harlots they came to the king they brought their matter before the king so what am i saying again from the story of these two women they lived together in the same home they were no stranger with them and i think this kind of tell me the type of closeness this woman had they discussed together like i said they would have discussed even about their babies when they were born one would have said oh my baby had colic my baby had this oh my baby cried overnight my baby did this they would have discussed you know motherhood together they would have discussed their baby's growth they would have discussed their baby mannerism they were sisters indeed as long as both of them had something to celebrate there was no division as long as they each had something to call mine as long as they had something to be owed there was peace in sisterhood bitterness seems to had 
no root as long as both of them were productive in their field. As long as this has a baby and that one has a baby, there was peace within the hive. And it seems to me that true love is fully seen when one person has and the other has. It seems to me that the lack in a sister's life causes sisterhood to be trampled in a way. When somebody have and the other person do not have, is when you begin to see jealousy. That's when you begin to see envy. That's when you begin to see competition amongst women. And even when you read, for example, the book of Acts, I think chapter 6, when there was great increase of disciples in those days, you will notice that the Grecian Jews, there was a murmuring in their hearts against the Jew Jews. Why? Because the Jews were getting and the Grecians were not receiving food. So when there is a lack from a particular sister and another one has, it seems that begins the beginning of trouble. And I am throwing a question at myself and at yourself. Is my love, is your love for your sister conditional? Do you do things for your sister because they do for you? Do you call up the sister in your fellowship, the lady in your church, because they call you? Or do you call them because you just want to hear their voices? Do you love because what somebody did to you or for you was so wonderful? Do you, as a believing woman, love the unbeliever who do not even believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that you claimed you have? Or do you desire to reach out to them? Or do you despise them? How do you see people of lesser faith, lesser growth in the work of God? Do you despise them or do you defer to them? How do you see that woman in your church? How do you see that lady that seems undernourished, whether spiritually or physically, in your church? Are you part of a clique in your local church or are you a friend of all? Why cliques, why groups that hardly relate with one another in the church? Why are we women in our churches not sharing our pains, our sorrows, our challenges, our difficulties, our failures, our affliction, our success? Why are we not sharing these things with one another? Why are we distanced from one another? Why are we not willing to travel miles to behold one another's face, to hear one another's voice? Why should we only relate because we are from the same cultural background or the same career or the same class or whatsoever? Why are we women putting a caste amongst one another in the church? Is Christ's blood not thicker than our earthly blood? Is Christ's blood not thicker enough to bind us? Is Christ's blood not thicker enough to make us one? The book of Psalms 133, even as I round today's episode, says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is 
four brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the bird, even Aaron's bird, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Ammon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Do you want to see blessing in the church? God says, unite with your sister. Is there somebody in your church that you used to be very close before, but due to a lack or due to a particular provision, your relationship is strained? God says, I want to see sisterhood restore back even into the church. For it is good, it is pleasant when women dwell together in unity. When we do so, there is a kind of precious ointment that rub upon our minds, that rub upon our affliction, where we are able to bear one another's affliction. And I am praying that the Lord will awake you to brotherly love, to sisterly love, even in the body of Christ. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called Sisterhood. Our topic for today is Dispute Disagreement in Sisterhood. Sisters, many times we argue with one another as women in the body of Christ. We argue over small, silly things. We argue over big things. We argue over many things. But as sisters in the body of Christ, we must not disagree with each other, but join together our hands in prayer, in unity, in studying of the word. Become one another, sisters. Do not argue, but be unified. Just as the Bible says, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Sisters, we need to dwell together in unity with our fellow sisters in the body of Christ. Maybe you have a dispute with one of them. Settle it. Say sorry whether you did something or not. It is important that one of us must be the bigger man. If someone has a dispute with another person, if two sisters have a dispute and none of them want to give up, to show you are a true Christian, you must give up for the other one. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your heart cry for the female folk. Thank you, Lord, for your concern for us, for our relationship with one another. Thank you, Lord, as you help to bind our hurting heart in your church. I know women are hurting in the church. I know my sisters are in pain. I know women are dying in their hearts in the church. And there are many in the church who cannot confide in one another. Lord, I am praying that you will do for us what only you can do and restore sisterhood back to the church. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.
I really want to thank you for still joining us on this broadcast. Sisterhood, I trust that the Lord is speaking to you and maybe God begin to stir your heart to begin to think and look and observe and review and evaluate your relationship with the women in your church. I am praying that you will respond to whatsoever the Lord is asking you to do. Maybe you need to repent and take a step of restitution. Do not hold back, sister. Go ahead and act according to what the Lord is laying on your heart. And if there is any need to take the matter further, do feel free to contact us. Go on our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk or drop us a line, give us a call, WhatsApp us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. You can listen to our broadcast on Podbean. If you download Podbean and search for Women in Revival, you will be able to get our broadcast. You can also listen to us on our own app, Women in Revival. You can download this on Google Play. Search for Women in Revival on Google Play. Download, install, then you should be able to get our broadcast free. All these apps are free and our broadcast is also free. You can also listen to us on our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk or greshamchristianladies.co.uk. Whichever one you go to, you are coming to the same website. Amen. Do feel free to send our broadcast to your loved ones. Do subscribe so you can get newer broadcasts automatically. So we started going through this series as we begin to deal with the matter of sisterhood in the church. Many of our relationships are strained in the church. That is the honest truth. We may sing, we may lift up arms, we may do all kinds of things. But deep, deep down, women are hurting amongst one another. We are stabbing one another. We are killing one another. We are not getting the best of God from one another. So last time, we saw how the night crept into sisterhood. How sisters who used to talk together, relate together, speak together, pray together, discuss their pregnancy. They were both prostitutes. Not as if I am encouraging prostitution, but we are looking at these two women who both did the same thing, who both lived the same way, who both lived in the same house. So they both got pregnant together. They had babies together, just three days different. And all of a sudden, one of the sister's child died. And then the true color of the woman burst forth. So I want us to go and consider today dispute or disagreement in sisterhood. Many, many of our churches, we have undergone disagreement, particularly amongst us women. Or the honest truth is that there will be things that we disagree about. But these things ought not to separate us. They ought not to bring a roadblock in our relationships. So let us go back and read that first Kings chapter 3. Today, let's read verse 21, 22, and 23. Grab your Bible as we read together. I am reading from King James Version. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. 
But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Does they speak before the king? 23. Then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that liveth, and the son is the dead. And the other saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. So what are we seeing? These were women that lived together under the same roof. Both prostitutes, both girl pregnant, both had a baby. But now, something has come to differentiate them. One no longer have a baby. These two women had lived in harmony together. They had same trade, like I said. They were both once pregnant. They both had babies. But now, there is a change of circumstance for one of them. The change in their circumstance kind of revealed to us an underlying attitude. An attitude of, if I don't have, she can have. And this is a kind of attitude that will not allow sisterhood to be in harmony. So we saw how the other woman said, When I arose in the morning, when I, the mother of the living baby, arose in the morning, yes, night have crept in. The other lady have overslept. The other lady had overslept and even she also overslept anyway. They were both undergoing the same situation. But unfortunately for the other one, she overlaid her baby to death. And unfortunately also, she did not share her challenge, her predicament with her sister. She did not share with anyone. She got up in the night to make life miserable for her other sister. She got up in the night to frustrate her other sister. Therefore, she exchanged the babies while the other one was also oversleeping. You know, I am praying that the Lord will give you the burden in my heart. I am praying that the Lord will restore back to the church genuine sisterhood. So we see that why the, the other oversleeping sister awoke out of her own sleep. She then discovered that the baby that was actually on her bed was not a baby. She discovered that there was an enemy in the camp. And this enemy this time is one of her sister in sisterhood. So therefore, an argument broke forth within sisterhood so in verse 22 we saw the woman said nay that one said yes that one said no so there was come and see that what happened amongst you this one would say us that one would say us there came argument in the church within sisterhood an enemy crept in an enemy took over the heart of the other woman and have decided to make life miserable for the other one you know women we are quite vulnerable in all our relationships and disagreement 
if it's not well handled amongst women, it can ruin relationship. Actually, it can ruin a congregation. It can ruin a whole labor. Disputes can ruin a family and even a church if it is not well handled amongst women. You know, we women, we have often been the reason behind troubles in the church. We are the one that says this did this, that one did this. We are usually the one who sees what is happening. Women, we are naturally made to receive. We receive information from this, we pass it on to that. We receive from that, we pass it on. We receive backbiting, we pass it on. That's women. Even our physiology is that of a receiver. And unfortunately, the enemy has hijacked even this virtue of God in womanhood. And he seems to be using it against women. He seems to be using it against women. Women nursing grudges amongst one another. Women nursing discontentment. Women nursing bitterness. We harbor bitterness amongst one another. So, from this scripture, the intruder having had access to this sisterhood, the enemy having crept in into this relationship, we began to see the breaking down of harmony, the breaking down of unity. Sisters started defending themselves. They were no longer protecting one another's interests. They were no longer defending the faith anymore. So this one said, nay, it's mine. Yes, it's mine. Nay, it's yours. Disagreement crept in. Beloved, do you know that that woman in your church, in your department, who seems to be making life miserable for you, is actually not the problem. She is not the enemy. It is the enemy of God that has come to sow discord in your sisterhood. You know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. You go and read Ephesians chapter 6, you will find that. So that woman that you have become embittered against is actually not the trouble. If only you know what I'm saying and receive it, do you know you will not take to heart whatsoever words somebody has spoken against you. You won't take to heart whatsoever people have been spreading about you. You will see that the arch enemy is the devil. Let me close to this episode as we read from the book of Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 to 25 and it says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother have aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way, first be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Beloved, is there someone in your church? Is there a woman you have sworn never to have anything to do with? 
Is there someone in your department that you have decided, I have forgiven her, but I don't want to have anything to do with her? Maybe you are actually the head of department, or maybe you are actually a pastor's wife, and you are nudging grudge against your husband, against a fellow sister in the church. God says, your sacrifice, your labor in my house is not acceptable. First, if you have brought your gift, whether the gift of your singing, whether the gift of your finance, your money to church, I am not going to accept it until you make amendment between you and that sister that you have sworn never to relate with again. And I am praying that whatsoever disagreement, whatsoever dispute you have with a fellow sister, will not hinder you to get the best of God for your life and even for your fellowship. Arise, beloved. Make peace. Follow peace, the Bible says, with all men, without which no man can see the Lord. Follow peace with your sister. Follow peace with that woman that you have made a grave enemy. And I am praying that your heart will be soft enough to make peace with that woman in your life, in your church. Maybe she actually entered into an affair with your husband and it affected you so, so much. God says, let's go. It is time for a new beginning. Don't allow dispute, don't allow disagreement to cut you short of God's plan, of God's purpose for your life. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called Sisterhood. Our topic for today is The King Stepped In. Maybe you're having a disagreement with your sister in Christ. Well, let me tell you today that the King is about to step in. Jesus himself is going to step into this disagreement to sort it out because he wants unity amongst his church. He wants unity amongst his bride. Sisters, allow Jesus to step into each and every situation that is going wrong with your sisters in Christ. Maybe you're arguing over something. Maybe you're not talking again. Allow Jesus to step in to rebuild that relationship again. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you for the women that are going through this series, Lord. I am just praying, Lord, that you will step into the pain, into the disunity, disharmony that has entered the midst of your women in the church. Revive us, your women, again. Revive our relationship with you and with one another. How can we claim to have a close work with you? How can we claim that we are walking in the light 
and we are not relating with our sisters. How can we meet one another on the road and we pass one another without greeting, without saying a word to one another? And yet we found ourselves in church and we pass by because we are not talking, we are not at talking terms. Please, Lord, rid us of all these cankerworms that have eaten up women in your church. I know churches have been split due to the activities of women in your church. Families' hearts have been broken because of women. I plead mercy, Lord. So even as we start today's episode again, help us, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you once again to this series, Sisterhood. I trust the Lord is speaking to your heart and I hope you are sharing this with those in your life. You can listen to our broadcast on oakofrighteousness.co.uk and you can send us your feedback, your remark, your question, your prayer need. You can also join us on some of our Bible classes. Contact us and we will see how to connect you to a group. You can also contact us via our mobile number plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. Last time we saw disagreement and argument in sisterhood. Even when sisters came before the king, the argument that started within them at home was what they continued before the king. We are going to see this further as we consider today the king stepped into it. We see King Solomon step into the matter, into the situation on ground. So let us go again and read that book of First Kings chapter 3 verse 23, verse 24 and verse 25. Then said the king, the one saith, this is my son that liveth. And thy son is the dead. And the other saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. May the Lord speak to our hearts as we consider these verses together. So we See from this first King chapter 3, verse 23 to 25, that when the situation between these two sisters in sisterhood was brought before the king, this situation that divided sisterhood, this situation that caused harmony to cease between these sisters, when it was brought before the king, the king assumed his rule. And I am saying that if an earthly king did not send these women away. Who says to you that God cannot step into our dysfunctioned situation? Who says God cannot step into that relationship that has broken between you and your fellow sister in the church? So let us consider what happened as these women approached the king and even as the king stepped into the situation so we see that solomon stepped into the situation as a king and again this is very very encouraging 
for me that these two women brought their case, their situation before the king. They did not decide to iron it out and argue it out just amongst one another. I don't know which of them initiated the need to come before the king, but my heart is so encouraged that they actually came before the king. And this shows me the reason why women are together in church, praying, singing, and doing all sorts of activities together. But we are not in talking terms. is because we have individually stopped approaching God, our king. We may get into form fair at church, but far away from God in our hearts. There is no true daughter of the kingdom that will be at ease knowing that a fellow sister has a grudge against her. Just as we saw in Matthew 5:23 to 25, that if you know a fellow sister has something against you and you've brought your gift before the altar, God says, don't offer for now. Go and sort out the problem between you and your sister. So it is such an encouragement to me that these two women brought their case before the king. And may I ask you, my beloved, have you come before the king? For these two women that we see brought their dispute, brought their disrupted relationship before God. They brought their relationship before the king. Like I said earlier, I don't know which of them initiated the need to come before the king. But what makes my heart glad is the fact that they brought their situation. They brought the state of their relationship before King Solomon. So let us go and see what happened as these sisters came before the king. Their attitude before the king, let's consider that. First, we see that these two sisters, they were arguing with one another. One said, nay, it's mine. That one said, yes, it's mine. Nay, it's not yours. Nay, it's mine. So even though they were before the king, what was their attitude? That of argument. They were still arguing before the king. And I think this is so true of us, the present day Christian. We come before the king of kings to argue against another lady that did you wrong. You come before the king of kings to argue regarding someone that didn't satisfy your desire. And I believe this is what pushes the many prayer in many of African churches. Prayers that are contrary to the word of God. You come to argue before the king, not to plead mercy for yourself and your fellow sister in the kingdom. What has transpired as a were before the king? I am saying that though they argued, the king also spoke. So let us consider what this king said. So that first king chapter 3 verse 24 says, And the king said, Bring me a sword. The king spoke. Their argument did not hinder the king from speaking. I see that the temper, the emotion, the countenance, the language of expression may have gone really bad as they argued. They may actually argue a matter or defend their right or whatsoever. But I am saying 
that their manner of argument did not stop the king from speaking. And maybe you are also like that. You have defended yourself either to for. And you know the hotter the argument, the hotter the contention. In Proverbs chapter 22 verse 10, we read that cast out this corner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. We just need to cast out whatsoever is the cause of the contention. Then strife will cease. And also the book of Titus chapter 3 verse 9 says, But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. For how long, my beloved, do you want to keep arguing and defending your case? Why not forget yourself? Why not say no to yourself? Why not leave your cause before God and let God defend you? Also, Proverbs 18 verse 19 says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Are you a sister offended that looks difficult to be won back to the fellowship? That looks difficult to be won back into the sisterhood. Is there a strong contention that have become a barricade in your relationship with those in your church? God says, drop it before me, the king of kings. So again, what transpired as these women came before the king? I am saying that the king did not argue with the women. Rather, he demanded the sword to be brought forth. Say, bring me the sword. And I believe if we must see contention cease amongst women in the church, we must bring in the sword. We must bring in the sword for the sword has the capacity to pierce through. The sword, which is the word of God, have the capacity to pierce through every wall of contention little group bible studies have done many women good even women who are at loggerhead with one another the moment god's word is introduced to them oh how god transformed the hearts of women beloved we must bring in the sword are you a pastor's wife are you a female pastor maybe there are contention amongst women in your church bring in the sword rather than pray and pray and pray i'm not saying it is wrong to pray pray but at the same time bring in the sword call a cross-centered bible study and you will see what god will do in the midst of women who were once at loggerhead Few days of Bible studies, do you know, may actually resolve contentions in the midst of women. Why? Because God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can pierce through. You know, I have heard testimonies of how relationship issues became resolved as women encountered the sword in their midst. What women need in our churches is not gifts. 
It's not pamper night. It's not weekend away. It's not a day at the beach. But on the contrary, women need to be introduced to the sword. We need to introduce the sword of the word of God into the midst of women. Women need word-based activities. We need word-enriched Bible study. Women in the church have become improvised in the church. In the midst of many activities, but the word of God is lacking amongst women. Yet, if we are going to see biblical sisterhood restored, then we have the need to introduce the sword of the spirit into the midst of women. And then we will see that contention will cease. What else do I see? As these two women approached the king, the king demanded that the living baby be divided into two by the sword. The word of God divides. It divides through every bones and marrow, even the thoughts in the earth. That's what Hebrews 4.12 tells us. Divide the baby into two. God's word has the capacity to divide through every relationship the word of god discerns so when the king asks for the baby to be divided it is so that the king can discern the thoughts in the hearts of these women oh lord bring in your sword again back into the midst of your church into the midst of you women in your church restore back to your church lord that ancient word let your ancient word impact. There is the need to introduce back into the midst of the women folk the sword. Have you been engaging in night outs, in social activities, in all sorts of social things? God says, if the women in your church are going to work together again within sisterhood in unison, then introduce the sword. And I am praying that God will begin to raise in his church women who will step before the king, who will be willing for the king to introduce to them his sword again. Amen. <music>